<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hi everybody, Cheryl Atkinson here. Welcome to another edition of Full Measure After Hours. Today, an eye-opening turnaround in a formerly soft-on-crime district in San Francisco. Is it a one-off or the beginning of a turnaround in a bad trend? On Full Measure, as some of you surely know, we've spent significant time looking at crime trends in America and examining the soft-on-crime debate. We've talked to one of the supposed soft-on-crime George Soros-elected prosecutors who actually made a very good case for why he thinks his strategies are working, but in many places we know they are not. And in some instances, voters, even in liberal districts that are filled with Democrats, have recalled their soft-on-crime prosecutors and are looking to do the same in other areas. Well, San Francisco's crime-ridden Tenderloin District, this historic district that's kind of artsy, has a lot of texture and character, but it's become home to an infamous open-air drug market in recent years, where drug dealing is allowed to occur, drug using, right out there with kids walking past on their way home from school. It's a dangerous and seedy place, and the police, when I was there last, about a year ago, made no attempt at all to do anything about it. I spent hours there and didn't see one uniformed officer anywhere close to the Tenderloin District to the worst part where all of this was going on. And residents there and activists have complained that's by design. The city was allowing it. The local prosecutor wasn't prosecuting crimes from that area. Well, recently I returned to San Francisco's Tenderloin District without knowing what I would find, but just to see if anything had changed. Wait till you hear what recently happened after local residents gave the boot to their soft-on-crime prosecutor. First, we're going to play for you the audio from the story that I did originally. Now, mind you, this was a year ago, and then you'll hear what's happening there today. Crime and its impact on America make daily headlines. Chicago, high crime is cited as a cause in the election loss of the mayor. This week, the shutdown of Walmarts in Portland, Oregon, attributed to rampant theft and the impact of the company's bottom line. Some make it a red-blue issue, but in our return to the high-profile example of crime, drugs, and homelessness, destroying one of America's top cities, we found it's the people, not politicians, making surprising changes. This was the scene when we visited San Francisco's infamous Tenderloin District last year at the end of a special emergency period declared by San Francisco Mayor London Breed. A short walk from City Hall, the famously gritty Tenderloin District in San Francisco was long known best for its trendy restaurants, jazz clubs, art, and historic theaters. 
Today, it's become infamous as an open-air market for drug dealers and users. A neighborhood so rough that our drive-by after dusk drew a violent response. Go! What was that? What was that? I don't know. Go! A chunk of wood hurled through the rear window of our van. In all the hours we spent in the Tenderloin, we didn't see one uniformed police officer along the most notorious strip on foot or in a patrol car. We did see people lined up to use drugs in broad daylight and lots of drug dealers doing business with no fear of being stopped. On our return visit this year, there were apparent drug dealers and users on the streets, but not nearly as many as before, and no open-air drug market on that infamous block where we saw so much crime in 2022. Randy Shaw, director of Tenderloin Housing Clinic, brings us up to date. After the emergency period was declared, did things change in the Tenderloin District? No. Nothing changed in the Tenderloin at all until February 6, 2023. What caused the changes? For one thing, Tenderloin businesses organized and signed a petition demanding their tax money back. They didn't get that, but they did get the ear of Mayor Breed. And so I think that was sort of pushed the pressure for the mayor to finally get the police to order a crackdown. And... Since February 6th, the two biggest drug markets in the Tenderloin that we showed in your last show have no dealers on them. If there's dealers that show up, they're soon moved. So it's made a big difference. Yes. Was the tipping point, in addition to the businesses, do you think tourism played a role? Well, we had a strategy of two things. One, making it a national and international issue, which is why your shows like yours would make a difference because it's national. People around the country saying, wait, I don't want to come to San Francisco because of what I'm seeing. And also realizing it became, it's been now accepted in San Francisco that it's not just tenderloin stakeholders who are impacted by these drug markets. The whole city's impacted because when people see those drug markets, they don't come to the theater downtown. They don't come to city hall events. There's a lot of theater and community uh, events that are suffering because people don't want to be around that. What are some specific measures being taken? Well, it's exactly the kind of stuff we talked about when you interviewed me a year ago. We need beat controls, beat officers walking the beat and disrupting it. And the disruption strategy has not just moved dealers a few blocks away, which everybody said would happen. There's been a slight increase in some drug markets, existing drug markets, but there's no block in San Francisco that now has drug dealers in a drug market that didn't have it before the uh, crackdown. So the police are on board. There's a higher motivation. We have a great district attorney, and that's something we did not have when we last talked. We recalled the district attorney who would never prosecute drug cases for felonies. Who was no, that? Chester Boudin. He never prosecuted a tenderloin felony for drug dealing. Our new DA, Brooke Jenkins, her number, her second day in office, I gave her a tour of the tenderloin, and she gave a public meeting in the tenderloin and an event saying cracking down on drug markets will be your top priority, and she's lived up to that. So the difference in district attorneys is a humongous difference, and the police now are more motivated because they know if they arrest someone, they're going to be prosecuted, which was not the case with Chester Boudin. But this is not a partisan Democrat versus Republican issue. I assume most everybody here is Democrat. Everyone's a Democrat, and it's it's Democrats who overwhelmingly uh, uh, supported the recall and brought in. And to the mayor's credit, she appointed a tremendous district attorney. And it's, it's, it's such a night and day difference. It's changed the whole tone of law enforcement in San Francisco.
That DA, whom San Francisco voters recalled for being soft on crime after only about two years in office, was one of numerous controversial reform prosecutors backed by liberal billionaire activist George Soros. The replacement, Brooke Jenkins, is the first Hispanic woman to fill the role. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After the emergency period was declared, did things change in the Tenderloin District? No. Nothing changed in the Tenderloin at all until February 6, 2023. So like a year later? Yeah, two year, almost two years later. Two years later? Almost two. It was, February, it was December 21 was the emergency order. What? A year and a half later. Okay. And what do you think precipitated the change, and what are the changes? Well, I think the big precipitation was we organized tenderloin businesses, and uh, most of the tenderloin businesses whose futures are at risk because of the drug dealers and the drug markets deterring customers, uh, many of them are immigrant-owned, women immigrant, women immigrants, the population that San Francisco says they care about, and they're being put out of business. And so... I think that was sort of pushed the pressure for the mayor to finally get the police to order a crackdown. And since February 6th, the two biggest drug markets in the Tenderloin that we showed in your last show have no dealers on them. If there's dealers that show up, they're soon moved. So it's made a big difference. We have a way to go. There's still evening drug activities which have to be addressed. And there's other parts, nearby areas of the city, UN Plaza, South the Market, that have drug markets that are still out there. But for the Tenderloin, it's been a big, 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 big difference since February 6th. And there's been talk about doing something for so long. Yes. Was the tipping point, in addition to the businesses, do you think tourism played a role? Were they starting to see some impact there? Well, we had a strategy of two things. One, making it a national and international issue, which is why your show's like, yours will make a difference because it's national. People around the country saying, wait, I don't want to come to San Francisco because of what I'm seeing. And also realizing it became, it's been now accepted in San Francisco that it's not just tenderloin stakeholders who are impacted by these drug markets. The whole city's impacted because when people see those drug markets, they don't come to the theater downtown. They don't come to city hall events. There's a lot of theater and community uh, events that are suffering because people don't want to be around that. And so that, I think, it, it, making it a citywide issue of closing down drug markets was our key strategy, and it's working. We had a meeting with our, our allies at Together SF Action uh, on the end of January, February 1st. 200 people came on a rainy night to the mission to talk about this crisis. That's hard to get in San Francisco. And they came, and they listened, and they got motivated. 
And then my last question is, what are some specific measures being taken? Increase in police patrols? What well, specifically? it's exactly what the kind of stuff we talked about when you interviewed me a year ago. We need beat controls, beat officers walking the beat and disrupting it. And the disruption strategy has not just moved dealers a few blocks away, which everybody said would happen. There's been a slight increase in some drug markets, existing drug markets, but there's no block in San Francisco that now has drug dealers in a drug market that didn't have it before the uh, crackdown. So the police are on board. There's a higher motivation. We have a great district attorney, and that's something we did not have when we last talked. Oh, was there we a new district attorney elected? The, with a difference, we'd re, we recalled the district attorney who had never prosecuted drug cases for felonies. Who was no, that? Jessa Boudin. He never prosecuted a tenderloin felony for drug dealing. Our new DA, Brooke Jenkins, her number, her second day in office, I gave her a tour of the Tenderloin, and she gave a public meeting in the Tenderloin at an event saying cracking down on drug markets will be your top priority, and she's lived up to that. So the difference in district attorneys is a humongous difference, and the police now are more motivated because they know if they arrest someone, they're going to be prosecuted, which was not the case with Chester Boudin. And when was the recall and the new installation? She took office in, in July. Of, two, of 2023, then she won her own election, July of 2022, and then she won her uh, uh, additional two-year term in November election. And we talked about this in the last story, but this is not a partisan Democrat versus Republican issue. I assume most everybody here is Democrat. Everyone's a Democrat, and it's, it's Democrats who overwhelmingly uh, uh, supported the recall and brought in. And to the mayor's credit, she appointed a tremendous district attorney. And it's, it's, it's such a night and day difference. It's changed the whole tone of law enforcement in San Francisco. Do you have hope that this is going to change things and turn it around for the long term? Well, when our business group met with the mayor a couple weeks ago, that was the one issue we all said. We don't want this to be a two-week thing and then it goes back. They committed to months. She and the chief said, we know this has to go on for months. And I think the political winds are such that once we clear these areas for months, they're not going to let it go back. So there's more work to be done in San Francisco. We're making progress on the Tenderloin, and, and people are feeling a lot more hopeful than they've felt in a long time. Is it a trend or just a one-off? Something may be very temporary. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and that if so, you'll leave a great review, subscribe, and share it with your friends. Check out my other podcast, The Cheryl Ackeson Podcast, for more analysis and reporting of original topics, particularly those which powerful interests are trying to censor. To see a station list of my television program, Full Measure, which is on Sundays, you can go to CherylAckeson.com and click the Full Measure tab where you will see a list of stations and times for Full Measure. Now you can support independent journalism causes by also visiting CherylAckeson.com and clicking the Store tab. There are some thought-provoking and fun products designed exclusively for independent and free thinkers like you. For example, one of our very popular new slogans is, I need to find some new conspiracy theories. All my old ones came true. And proceeds from the store support independent reporting causes like the Cheryl Atkinson Ion Awards. These are cash awards I give to incentivize professional, good, fair reporting in journalism colleges and among professionals. Do your own research Make up your own mind. Think for yourself.